The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Texas coming on strong to take on the future of technology. How lawmakers say it's not just a matter of dollars and cents, but national security. South by Southwest by the numbers. As the festivities wrap up, we're getting a better idea of how many people came to town. Chilly but sunny here today. We'll show you why tomorrow could be one of the coldest starts to spring in Austin history. Hi everyone and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. One person has died. Another is seriously hurt after both were hit by vehicles in separate instances just hours apart in Austin. The first crash happened on Decker Lane near Lake Walter E. Long just before 10 last night. EMS officials say the person was killed. The second crash happened in North Austin around 530 this morning on the North I-35 service road near Baywood Park. Officials say that person was hit by multiple vehicles and taken to the hospital with serious injuries. Well, Governor Greg Abbott is making his case for the future of technology in Texas. Texas is competing to be a major player in the semiconductor industry spurred by the Federal CHIPS Act. CHIPS, standing for Creating Helpful Incentives for the Production of Semiconductors, hopes to bring the critical technology onto American shores. As Ryan Chandler reports, it's not just about economics, but national security. This is a global race for technology dominance. Governor Abbott announcing new legislation to raise the Silicon Hills to new heights. This is a race that Texas must win. The Texas Chips Act hopes to capitalize on the $54 billion Congress passed in the Federal Chips Act. The bill would establish a fund to provide grants for bringing the business to Texas and would encourage Texas universities to produce the talent they need. This is a once in a decades opportunity uh, really for the country to bring back a critical part of our infrastructure back on shore. Right now, almost all of the world's most advanced chips are produced offshore in Taiwanese factories under threat from China. If, God forbid, China does invade Taiwan and they own 90% of the advanced semiconductor chip manufacturing, uh, it will put us in a world of hurt. Texas Congressman Michael McCall championed the Federal CHIPS Act with Democrat Lloyd Doggett. They gathered industry leaders in Austin this week to work on what he says is not just an economic opportunity, but an impending security threat. Do you worry that in terms of, of China's threat to Taiwan, our current semiconductor supply chain is going to be disrupted before we can see the full impact of chips? Uh, it depends on uh, China's timetable if they decide to invade, you know, quite honestly. And that's why, you know, I would urge lawmakers, you know, yeah, tell them why this was urgent, why we need to pass it right away. The biggest prize in this global race, the National Semiconductor Technology Center, a hub that would bring thousands of jobs and billions of dollars to its home state. Governor Abbott is making the case for Texas. There is a need for speed in this process. No state can match the speed that Texas provides to ensure that we will be up and running manufacturing the chips uh, that will propel the next generation of technology. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Well, after a cloudy start, temperatures uh, really rebounded nicely as we got into the afternoon. And you could see all that sunshine in Liberty Hill from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera, which actually helped our temperatures to push into the low 60s in many areas, although most of us now have fallen into the upper 50s. We still have a couple of low 60s in places like Llano and Marble Falls. Right now in Austin, we're in the upper 50s. So mostly clear skies across central Texas right now. 
We expect we'll still be mostly clear, really mostly sunny at 7, dropping down to 52. Then the clouds will be thickening up through the night as we fall into the 40s and even some 30s expected on what will be once again another chilly night here in Central Texas. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll show you one last cold day before warmth really returns in a hurry to Central Texas before another late week severe weather threat. All right, thanks, Nick. Still to come on KXN News at 5 o'clock, two kids shot at as they played in their Colorado neighborhood. How one of the parents says the type of toy they could have, they had, could have contributed. Police in Aurora, Colorado say someone shot at two boys just 10 and 11 years old because they were shooting a toy gun at passing cars. One boy was hurt but is expected to be okay. Luis DeLeon talked to the other child's father who has a message for parents tonight. In any neighborhood, you might expect to see kids playing. He plays with a lot of the kids in the neighborhood, or at least, uh, you know, on this block. So. And that was the case for James Fahey's son, who had a friend over Friday night. Everything was fine, you know, I just heard them laughing, you know, playing. He says the boys... So it's... It's pretty loud. We're playing with these in the yard, gel blasters. They fire small and colorful water pellets that pop on impact. Fahey says he was outside moving things in the garage when he says the boys made their way over to a back fence at the end of the street. The boys went through a gate to get onto the sidewalk of Alameda Parkway and fired at cars. According to Aurora police, someone in one of the cars fired back. They say someone in the passenger side of a white Subaru hatchback or sedan rolled down a window and shot at the kids. Police still don't know if it was a firearm or a pellet gun. Out of nowhere, um, I heard my son yell, run, and I could hear, you know, someone running, and then a loud bang. Fahey's son was okay, but his friend, a 10-year-old, was grazed in the leg and taken to the hospital by his parents. Whether, you know, the person was trying to just scare the boys shooting at them and didn't potentially try to shoot him or if that was his intent. But either way, I think that, you know, that that's ridiculous. Fahey acknowledges that the boys should not have been firing at the cars, but hopes all this sends a warning. I would say if you do, you know, have one or your children have one or if you do buy one um, and your you know, children are outside with one of the Orbeez guns, I would be with them the entire time. The sunshine today helped us get out of the 50s, only into the low 60s, though. Should be closer to 74 degrees. Spring begins tomorrow, believe it or not, at exactly 424. And tomorrow looks colder than today. We'll show you when temperatures rebound and updated timing on our severe weather risk later in the week in First Warning Weather. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Not a bad final full day of winter here in Central Texas. It sure felt like it though, right? Low 60s for highs. Now we're in the upper 50s from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera in Southeast Austin looking toward downtown. 
A pollen check for you. Mold and oak are both low and lowering than yesterday, so we're reasonably comfortable from an allergy perspective right now. You see the temperatures across the state, 50s and low 60s, and most areas warmer than yesterday. But I actually think we're going to go in the other direction for temperatures tomorrow as clouds thicken up. Tomorrow should be colder than today. Notice how temperatures cool off tonight. By 10 o'clock, most of us in the 40s, and then we keep these numbers falling into tomorrow morning. Plan on widespread 30s to begin your Monday. There could be some isolated areas close to freezing in the Hill Country tomorrow morning. I think most areas will be above freezing, though. A little warmer in the morning in the Hill Country tomorrow compared to today. While we have cleared out the clouds temporarily right now, I do expect more come in as we head into the day tomorrow, and that's what's going to be responsible for temperatures tomorrow being colder. So tonight, Increasing clouds, a low of 39, one last cold night. It's our last night in the 30s on our seven-day forecast. Looking gray and chilly for the day tomorrow with a high of 58. As we mentioned, spring begins in the afternoon. Tomorrow may actually be one of the coldest spring equinoxes in Austin history. The coldest was when we got down to 48 for the high temperature in both 1965 and 1970. We're forecasting a high tomorrow of 58 in Austin, so not quite uh, the coldest, but it's one of them. I just posted a blog on the topic on KXAN.com if you want to read the specifics and numbers there. We start warming up on Tuesday up to 70, 81 Wednesday, 80 on Thursday. We should be around 74 this time of year, so already by the middle of the week, the temperature is rebounding nicely. As the warmth comes in, so does the humidity, though. You're going to start noticing that increasing on Tuesday, which will be a muggy day, but then we're humid to almost very humid on Wednesday and Thursday before our next cold front comes in to knock down the humidity. That next cold front coming in a similar way to the last few cold fronts, Thursday into Friday. Thursday, spotty showers and storms during the day. Most of the widespread rain and the highest chance of storms comes in the middle of the night into the first few hours of Friday, but by late morning, the rain is done and that clears out. Very similar to the timing we had uh, last uh, week. We do have a severe weather risk already for portions of San Saba and Lampasas counties for Thursday into Friday. The greatest severe weather risk currently north of most of our area. But don't be surprised if that severe weather chance increases as we get closer to the end of the week. Early indications of a quarter to half an inch of rain for us. But those amounts could go up, especially as our storm risk probably goes up as well. Look at our first warning weather seven day forecast. You see the 50s turning into 70s and and then 80s, we'll just be watching those storms Thursday, Friday. So far next weekend looks quiet and warm. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. All right, back in December last year, Texas men's basketball was the talk of the sports world for the wrong reason, everything surrounding the Chris Beard situation. Now a second NCAA tournament win has the Longhorns grinning from ear to ear. After Texas wrapped up the defeat of Penn State last night, yeah, pure joy from interim head coach Rodney Terry and company. How happy was the team? First Sweet 16 appearance since back in 2008 after a hard-fought physically and mentally victory over the Nittany Lions. Penn State did take the lead by one and then three late, but really Texas just dominated in the final stretch of the game to move on to that coveted second weekend. Clearly an emotional important victory for this team and program. It's awesome. It's something that I've been working on since I stepped on campus in 2018. So to be a part of this squad that's doing it, it's an unbelievable feeling. We, there was no shake, no bend. We, um, we just went back to what we do, what we prep for. Um, 
we knew it wasn't going to be easy. We we talked about how there was going to be a time today where we have to go through adversity and how we have to get over that hump, and we did that. I'm so blessed to work with this group of guys every day. Some of these guys I've been working with since we've been here in terms of putting this team together, and uh, I'm, I'm just so proud, and and uh, they're just a lot of fun to be around every day. You know, we get our work in, we have fun, and, uh, and, and we've had an incredible journey. Who will Texas play in the Sweet 16? Well, the winner of this game, Xavier and Pitt here in the round of 32. And Xavier balling. Jack Nungy fouled out later, but early was hoping at 18 in the alley-oop there. Adam Kunkel here splashing it from distance. Xavier takes down Pitt. They advance to the next round. Shout out Southern Ohio. As they move on, they will face Texas in the next round. That's going to be Friday in Kansas City, Texas. Early three point three and a half point favorite. One previous meeting back in 2019 that Texas won by two points. Still to come, the UT women roll in their tournament opener. A dominant performance breaking it down. That's ahead. Welcome back. There's been some real tension for higher seeds early on in the women's tournament with some close games down to the wire. The four-seeded Texas Longhorns had no such drama last night. Texas dominant against the East Carolina Pirates, a 13 seed. A lot of big accomplishments in the game. We'll start with Shaley Gonzalez, 2,000 career points, the transfer from BYU. Taylor Jones also hit 1,000. Sonia Morris checked in the game, last played in early February, missed 10 big ball games, checked in four points in 14 minutes. Overall, a very positive night for Vic Schaefer's crew. There's over 3,000 points sitting here next to me between the two of them. So uh, it's a really special night for, for, for all of us and for our team. But it's really cool to be there and to be able to present Shaley with this, with this ball, just a, a commemorative of the night. I'm just super proud of my team, and um, we came in here, and we knew it was going to be a dogfight, and we knew that we needed to be focused mentally and physically, and um, especially after that last game, we were very frustrated, and we were just ready to play again. That obviously, Shaylee Gonzalez talking Longhorns and Louisville tomorrow at 6 for a spot on the Sweet 16 on the line. Gotcha. All right. Thanks a lot, Noah. We'll be right back. Stay with us. That is going to do it for us. We do appreciate you watching. Have a great evening. See you back here at 10 o'clock.